1: to the Special Chronicles show. This is episode 521. My name is Daniel Smukowski and I'm the founder of Special Chronicles and a Special Olympics Southern Tribal International Global Messenger. Our website is specialchronicles.com where you can stream our archives of over 730 episodes absolutely for free and to follow Special Chronicles on social media, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. This week on the Special Chronicles podcast, we are welcoming a tonin guest uh, to the program, Dr. Jackie Jodo, uh, Chief of Global Youth and Education at Special Olympics In- International. So please put your virtual your hands together as we welcome Dr. Jackie to um, back to the Special Chronicles show. Welcome back, Jackie. <laughs>
0: Thank you, thank you Daniel, it's so great to be back, and I'm glad that I'm on episode 521.
1: Yes. Like, yeah, I'm uh, excited to talk to you today. Awesome, yeah, it's exciting. And so long-time listeners will remember, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to remember to put a link to the last episode that you were on, but um, if our listeners just go to specialchronicles.com, click on podcast, and then click on spread the word uh, series, they can find that last episode that you were on, because um, um, hundreds of episodes, I, I can't keep track of what number and what guest each episode, each guest was on. Um, but, um, yeah, I think um, not a lot of people, as Tim, as uh, chairman, Tim Schiavo says, not a lot of People get to tone on this podcast, and
0: yeah, I'm uh, honored. I'm honored as a returning guest. Absolutely, yeah,
1: yeah. I know Tim has Tim has been a returning guest as well, and so for all new listeners, why don't you kind of reintroduce yourself um, to our listeners and your know, connection to our special Olympics movement?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Jackie Doodle. And I oversee the global education work for Special International. And so that means that I focus on really three areas. The first area is all of the work that we have going on in schools. The second area is I get to work on youth leadership, which is one of my favorite areas. And the last area that I get to work on is supporting the Global Center for Inclusion and Education. It's based in Abu Dhabi, and it's one of the legacies that came out of our 2019 World Games in Abu Dhabi, uh, and we're really focused on building uh, a range of thought leadership efforts um, to drive inclusion and education across the world.
1: Awesome. I know I um, uh, I also attended the, the 2019 World Games in Abu Dhabi as a SIGM and it's amazing the and I, I'm, I'm glad that we're having you on um, um, this episode to talk about inclusive mindsets because I think, and I, I have talked with uh, some of my my other SSIGM uh, um, colleagues about uh, the legacy from those World Games about um, how uh, that, that region refers to us as people with the determination. And I think that, Language which we'll talk about um, during the course of this episode about inclusive mindsets, but that l- language and and maybe even before we introduce the topic, I don't know if you want to co- kind of comment on like one of the legacies from the Abu Dhabi World games is th- their language of meet the determined of people with determination and, and kind of how that
0: yeah relates. absolutely.
1: You know, language is so important
0: when you talk about bridging differences and respecting that language can be used to divide or language can be used to bridge and include. And so one of the things that came out of the World Games in the United Arab Emirates, which was based in Abu Dhabi, was the country did a couple of really interesting things. The first thing is that they use this wonderful phrase to describe those with intellectual disabilities and that is people of determination. And it really speaks to the inner core of those with ID ID short for intellectual disabilities. And it really speaks to you know what what's really driving um, those with ID in approaching their lives and that is just a heck of a lot of determination in order to, you know, be different in a society that isn't always accepting and tolerant of difference. The and the other thing that um, happened with the UAE and the games in Abu Dhabi is the government made the decision to make all of the government schools in uh, the United Arab Emirates inclusive, so children with and without ID um, are um, in the same schools and. So depending on where you're listening in from, this may be something that's very typical to your education system, but in most parts of the world, it's not. In most parts of the world, children are educated separately, and actually, in many parts of the world, children with intellectual differences um, are not being educated, uh, which is a a topic for another episode, but that's... (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's a big um backdrop to this conversation today which I'm really excited about when we start talking about eclipsify. Awesome.
1: I, I yeah, awesome. I I I know um hearing uh how they changed their language, how the UAE changed their language to the people with determination for myself with with ID and 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 my fellow um athletes around the globe knowing that there's a, a a region in the world that is leading the way in having mindsets changed about yeah. us. Um, yeah. Is it, it 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 means a lot because, like, I know growing growing up um, without giving my age away too much, but I'll I'll, I'll just say um, more than thirty years ago <laughs> um, when I was born, it it there was. Yeah, yeah yeah it was it was a different it was different than what it is today and so th- th- it's a um let, let let's not kind of lead that into the topic for this episode on inclusive mindsets and in um in our pre-show meeting you um and told me about a conversation that you had with our chairman, Tim Shriver. Um, hopefully, Tim will tune in to this episode. Um, and, but uh, you, Tim had um, t- had noticed um, you had told me that Tim had noticed pattern outcomes of individuals without intellectual disabilities being involved in our special Olympics programs. So can you tell us um, briefly about this conversation that you, you had with Tim as the What I believe is, and I'm sure you will probably agree, is the catalyst for Unified Champion Schools.
0: Yeah, so one of the um, most important conversations I had with Dr. Shriver, our chairman, when I assumed my role leading the education, the global education work at Special Olympics, was he, he said, you know, for the last 40 years, I have been watching how our programming, how the, ex- the experience of Special Olympics impacts the mindsets of its participants. And just to remind our listeners, most of our programming is what we call a unified model, meaning we bring together those with and without ID, right? Mm-hmm. And by bringing people, young people, um, adults together, children together, Um, with um, difference, with those differences, what he was seeing is these, 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 these patterns across these experiences that were resulting in mindsets or different points of views being developed over time, where all of a sudden, you know, people started focusing on not the differences. But the, those really started to melt away. But what started they started focusing on was the similarities. And in the case of just specifically look at youth, he you started seeing these mindsets being developed where our youth that had been through these shared experiences, Special Olympics, started just you know it was, just became like second nature where they're welcoming to others um, within their peer group that may have differences, but they just to be very comfortable with those differences, and just reached out across those differences and started to include and to embrace, and really um, and really started to create a change in the school environment, like a ripple effect, where all of a sudden inclusion became actually a norm in the learning environment of school. And you know, I'm a I'm um, an educator, I have been an educator um, in my life, and one of the most important things that any student or any parent or any caregiver or any teacher knows is that if you want young people to learn, you have to create an environment that's safe Mm -hmm. and safety in a learning setting is where all the kids feel included and they all feel valued for their contributions. And that's exactly what Tim was focusing on. Mm -hmm when he was as an observer, and he is you know, um, there's, you know, he is our he is the movement's greatest greatest educator. And he started to see that these mindsets de- being developed um, in the work. And he started saying, okay, what happens, Jackie, if we can really start to really drill in and define it exactly in terms of its core components, and then really determine a framework that would help us make it teachable. That would help us make it teachable, and so it. So we would start to create, you know, a, a mass effect where it's not just those who go through the Special Olympics shared experiences, but we're starting to bring it into schools. So it's part of the part of what we do to create a community and culture and learning settings, and for that matter, any other um, setting.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, that that moves us into. Um you you shared with me kinda of, I guess an early um in a uh sneak peek of what is um by the time I'll listen by the time this episode airs um it was um, recently released is a brief that you co authored with Tim and um and uh with Tim along with uh uh, Stephanie Jones, uh, the a professor in child development and education and director of the ESO lab uh, at Harvard. Yeah. At the Harvard graduate school of education, along with uh, our chairman, Dr. Tim um, Shriver. And so can you kind of give us a kind of, a, I guess, an overview of that brief uh, in, in, in kind of highlight the vision for understanding Inclusion, which, as I'm sure many of our listeners, or some of our listeners might know, but um, for decades, Special Olympics has cal- has a calculated a theory and process of inclusion that celebrates differences and harnesses individual and collective strengths to foster learning settings that are characterized by acceptance, understanding, and appreciation of others, and that that special Olympics that you, that our view is simple that if we teach children to play together, they can learn, grow and ultimately thrive together. And so I guess kind of give us an overview of this brief and define inclusion. What, and also what's a mindset. Um, Can Give, give us a brief overview of what the co and yeah of of, of well yes. a brief overview of, of what this brief is as as we define inclusion and define what what's a mindset.
0: Absolutely. So the first thing um, when Dr. Shriver came to me and said, you know, this is what I've been seeing with my 40 years of experience. From a very young age, he got involved with Special Olympics when his mother. Um, the founder of Special Olympics brought him in to help, help um, you know, support work and just really make sure that his own development was shaped by being in environments that were truly inclusive. And so he said, you know, what, you know, let's let's drill in and take a look at what's really going on here. And so what we did is we reached out to a colleague of ours, Dr. Stephanie Jones at Harvard, who is a global authority on the development of children and in particular, the social emotional development of children. And we said to her, okay, our, the, the view of Special Olympics, like you just said, Daniel, is simple. We know that if we can teach children to play together, they're going to, they're going to be able to learn together, they're going to be able to grow and develop together, and they're ultimately, as adults, they're going to thrive together. And so we brought that vision to her, and she said, all right, let's, let's develop a research project on inclusive mindset but let's first start that project by defining inclusion. And it's very interesting because across the world everyone throws around the world inclusion but nobody really knows what it means. And so we knew that we needed to really nail down that that definition of inclusion because again you know when you're talking about using language to to build relationships to, to build um, bridges across different, Language is so important. And so we defined inclusion, and we define it very simply as, you know, a practice or policy of providing equal access to those who might otherwise be excluded or marginalized. That's what it is, equal access. And it could be, it could be those with physical or mental differences. And it could be um, those, you know, members of minority groups, you know, racial, ethnic groups, differences it could be across gender um so it's just really providing you know equal opportunity um equal access to opportunities and resources awesome then, go ahead no go no, ahead, no
1: awesome awesome good
0: yeah go ahead and then we knew that inclusion in practice that's the definition but in practice like what does it look like And what you see, like if you shut your eyes and imagine an environment that you've been in where it's inclusive, you know, you see that there's, there's an awareness of difference, but at the same time, there's an acceptance of difference and there's an understanding of the different perspectives and experience of those who are different from ourselves. And that's what it, that's what it looks like or what it feels like in practice. So that's where we started. And, 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 what uh, Dr. Jones did, along with a group of us at Special Olympics, there were over 30 of us on a work group, we started this research project, and it was a journey, and while she was the research expert, we were the sounding board, the stakeholders, and she would report back to us um, periodically, once a quarter, to help shape the research project in ways that we knew was true uh, to Special Olympics. So what she did is she, um, developed a conceptual framework tested in, um, in several different sites, both in the United States, as well as other global sites with an understanding of, okay, if we, our theory here, our theory here is that our work is building mindsets. Our work is in a, in a mindset and its simplest, in its simplest, um, uh, definition is just a set of beliefs that. She, that really makes sense of how we think about the world and ourselves. It's just a a set of beliefs, like how we approach the world. Mm -hmm. And it's so important because our, our values and our beliefs affect everything that we do or we feel or we think or we experience. And it also affects our perceptions of others and how we move through the world. So one's mindset is absolutely essential and and what was so important about our work is that we know and this is what the brain science tells us this is what the learning science tells us we know that mindsets are malleable meaning they can be shaped they can be shaped and they can be developed and, and it, this, is like, this is such an important thing because many people believe that some people are just inherently empathetic or just inherently um, accepting of difference. But actually, you have to, you have to build, build the, that mindset in people. And you build it. You can be very deliberate about how you build it. You build it by creating knowledge about the difference. You build it by creating some very specific skills, which this research um, project uncovers. And then you have to create experiences for us to practice those skills and to and to and to exercise our values. So that's what I'm going to talk about as we get into this framework awesome. and explain it to our listeners.
1: Awesome, awesome. And in um um, I guess to wrap up this first segment, can you give us a brief overview of the core concepts of the pillars of this framework? We're going to um, share... Um, for the, those of you just listen to the audio podcast, we're gonna show um a in um an image of what these co- of what these pillars are on the screen. So if you just listen to to the audio podcast, um go watch the um the full video episode on uh, YouTube, Facebook, or LinkedIn. You can find links on specialchronicles.com to watch the full video episode. Uh, and so, um, Jackie, do you, you want to give us kind of a brief overview? Okay, of, um, me, yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely. So, so what, what the research uncovered is there are three essential pillars of an inclusive mindset. Three essential pillars. The first one is the notion of universal dignity. And what universal dignity is, it's a core value that really, really is an appreciation for human dignity, regardless of difference, that all people, regardless of the differences that we may perceive that they have, is recognized as being valued and being worthy. And so universal dignity, it falls in in what we typically in the field of, you know, development, psychology and development, thinking of as a value or a belief. But it's really in terms of the conceptual framework, it's the the foundational um, piece of this framework. The second piece, the second pillar shifts into what we're able to, what we know and what we're able to do. And these are really skills. And this is the ability to empathize with others as well as take the perspective of another. So empathy is very simple, just being able to understand how someone else feels and to be able to um, respect and appreciate how another person feels. And then not only another person, but also yourself, to be able to understand how you're feeling, what what your perspectives are, in a situation, you know, when you're interacting with others, and then the third pillar is what we call courageous action, and this is absolutely essential. And this is is this is why if Doctor Sh- if Doctor Jones, if Stephanie Jones is here with us today, she would say that the framework is inclusive mindset and behaviors, because what courageous action does is it takes the value of human dignity and appreciation for all humanity, regardless of difference. And it takes those skills of empathy and perspective taking, which is understanding your own emotions and views, as well as the emotions and views of another. And it allows you to walk the talk. It allows you with courageous action to have the values and the skills that you need to stand up for someone who may be marginalized even though even though it's going to be uncomfortable potentially uncomfortable to do so in whatever your environment is but it's it's that willingness to speak up and to act when something when you know something's wrong or something harmful happens despite the potential cost to oneself so it, it, it's acting outside of one's comfort zone and looking out for others so those really were the three Pillars. Um, if you want to look at those out there and think about yourself, listeners, if you have an inclusive mindset, if you can, if you can really see those three pillars in the in the way that you approach um, the world and your relationships, in the in in your in the relationships in your life.
1: Awesome. Well, we're going to dive into um, the uh, these three pillars. Um, doing the. Um, um, the final three segments of this of this episode, um, and we all I think th- this introduction went um a little bit long, so we, we might have to kind of um, condense um uh, these these pills um a little bit to kind of reach so we we don't. We try not to go over the one hour mark uh, on these episodes because um, I know I'm sure all of you listening are busy. But if, you, if, if you're listening and you are commuting to work or around the house or running or walking or whatever, um, then um, you, um, the, you I'm sure you guys will enjoy this this conversation. Um, our guest is Dr. Jackie Jodo, and um, we um, will we'll dive into more of the overview um, of these three pillars. Uh, And as a roadmap, as you said, Jackie, uh, as a roadmap for all of our special Olympics programming um, to use in part of the inclusive mindsets from our sports uh, programs, uh, which is at the um, which is the foundation of the movement. Um but then also our health and leadership and education programs where this inclusive mindset um, kind of fills all all of the programs um, that our movement um, provides uh, and so we as you said we 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 now have uh, very clear teachable programs with this brief with this inclusive mindset uh, and 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 that will will we'll, that you are refining the work, and that the next generation of programming curriculum, and that I I believe and um, We'll dive more into this, but how our special Olympics movement is really leading the way in inclusive education, um, and 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 yeah. So I'll leave it. Um, at that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick um, break so to let all, all of you uh, listeners know how you can support this podcast. And when we come back, we will, get, we will dive into the first peril of universal dignity um, with Dr. Jackie Jodo, Chief of Youth and Education at Special Olympics. Uh, we'll be right back after uh, this short break on uh, SpecialChronicles.com. Make a one-time monthly or annual gift of thanks today. Support this podcast at com slash give. That's com slash give. And we're back. Our guest is Dr. Jackie, General Chief of Youth and Education at Special Olympics, Jackie. As we dive into this first pillar, I just want to—I I, guess—as a, as a kind of a programming note—we um, have about thirty minutes left in, in this episode, so we'll probably have to kind of—and um, uh, we, we've got a couple of breaks to take as well. But we'll—we'll ha- we'll, we'll have to probably condense um, <laughs> some of these talking points for these pillars into thirty minutes. Um, but uh, the second pillar on universal dignity—you um, had talked about how it begins with the notion of. That these pillars begin with this u- this notion of universal dignity and how this dignity you had you had in, in our pre-show planning you had told me that how it relates to social um, the transition life skills that um, a lot of us with intellectual disabilities I, I, c- um, go through kind of, uh, in high school and into in kind of post post high school um, and how the, this creates one of the things that you highlighted on the um, pill um, and that we we'll, we'll briefly um, put up on the screen for our, the, uh, for our viewers uh, that it creates and participate um, that universal identity create and creates and participates in opportunities to interact with a broad range of identities. Can you tell um, kind of tell us briefly yeah. about, about yeah. this first yeah. pill?
0: Yeah, so it's it's the easiest way I think to really understand the framework is to start with the first two pillars: the universal dignity and the empathy and perspective taking. And I've already had you know given an brief introduction to each of those, but just to just to reiterate, what universal dignity really um, really touches upon is recognizing that everyone is worthy of respect. And that everyone has value, regardless of their personal beliefs, or their identity, or their circumstances. And so, it really involves an understanding of the fundamental rights, according uh, accorded to all human beings. Really, a belief in the intrinsic worth of others. And you can see that that given those those values, that it really has a lot to do with. With justice and protecting the rights of other people, uh, of others, and really, it 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 often it often re, it often involves um, protecting the rights of those who are most marginalized in our society. And as as we know, one of the groups that is, is one of the most um, at risk and marginalized is those with intellectual difference. So, universal dignity is just the foundational. Um, piece of an inclusive mindset. And then part of that is to shift into what we talk about in terms of, you know, these competencies of empathy and perspective taking. And what's so interesting about empathy is everyone thinks that some people are empathetic, meaning they're sensitive to the thoughts and the views and the feelings of another. Um, but that there, that, that it's just kind of something that you're kind of born with or not born with. And what we know from the, from the brain, as I mentioned, the brain science and learning science work is that empathy is a teachable skill. You can teach young people, you can teach old people how to be empathetic if they're open to, um, if they're open to developing this skill and they're given the, the right tools and experiences um, to develop. And very closely very closely related to empathy is this skill that we call perspective taking. And what perspective taking is is being able to stand in the shoes of another. So you can be empathetic and understand and uh, respect the the views of another, but to be able to stand in their shoes and understand what why they think what they think, even though you don't agree with it, is absolutely essential to an inclusive mindset. So the value of universal dignity and the skill of empathy and the skill of being able to take the perspective of others are, are the most essential elements to an inclusive mindset. And then finally, that last pillar, again, is walking the talk. And what we assume, and this is, this really is, is a reflection of one's character. Are you willing to stand up for someone in a situation and when it requires, you know, acting outside of your comfort zone and really what we would call maybe violating a social norm in whatever setting you're in, you know, kind of going in the face of what's accepted and what's cool and actually saying, okay, okay. I'm going to intervene and and stand up for this person who is being, you know, potentially, you know, maybe verbally, um, verbally discriminated against, maybe, you know, socially excluded, maybe even physically, you know, hurt. I mean, there's all sorts of of terrible ways that people are marginalized, but what courageous action um, represents is this character trait of say, hey, wait a minute, I'm going to become, I'm going to become an advocate, not only an advocate for those who are being marginalized, but I'm going to stand shoulder to shoulder with them, and and defend them in the face of that of that exclusion. And actually, um, and actually, what we what we see in the work of Special Olympics that that the inclusive mindsets and behavior framework. Um, really starts to extend into you know relationships and friendships across different. Uh, so so that's, those are the three those are the three components of, of, the, of the framework that that absolutely allowed us to define it and then allowed us to identify the core elements of it. And the whole reason for doing that is because we knew, as you said, Daniel, right when we started this, that we were we wanted to apply it mm-hmm. to all the Special Olympics programming, whether it's our sports programming, whether it's education programming, whether it's our health or our leadership programming. Let awesome. me pause there.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, um, for the sake of time, I I I I want to say that I I love the second pillar on how it's empathy and perspective taken, and something that Tim, uh, Tim and Tim. Um, Schreiber had, had tweeted um back a uh, few years ago when the four of us original athletes that work at United Airlines, he had used um and I'm paraphrasing here, but he had used the term includos and how to, to be like the includos and not the excluders. And so I I love how that how you you kind of used used kind of this term of "includos" in this um in this framework of inclusive mindsets, and 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 yeah. and then as, as a way of of teaching the this universal learning, um, we don't have time to kind of get into a lot of examples, but um, a couple of examples uh, is one is with the Unified Champion Schools, uh, and and that I'm going to put a link in the show notes to a uh, a three part um, podcast series that we did um, we'll walking our listeners through everything related to Unified Champion Schools. So um, if if our listeners want to learn more about the Unified Champion Schools, they can um, l- click the link in the show notes to listen to that podcast that we did. And then um, an example is, is the newly released Champions movie uh, that just um, came out w- with Woody Harrison and, and, and uh, just briefly, a, a, I, I did a 10-minute review on the movie when I saw it two days before it came out in theaters. And... Woody Harrison's character teaches the special Olympics athletes in the movie a lesson that they, people with ID, are brave for what society puts on us and lessons that they are champions no matter if they win or lose in the game and in life. So I don't, if, if you want to, and then the other example is this. Yeah, part. That's, a
0: great, yeah. that's a great example of courageous action, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a great example of, of courageous action. That, you know, we don't want to give away the movie, yeah. but by the end of the movie, you know, he starts to, to walk the talk. And you can see the journey for, for Woody Harrelson's, you know, character in the movie as he starts, his own, starts, it starts to shape his own mindset as he gains more and more experiences with those with, with ID. I want to touch on your, your you notion, know, you know, Tim's language, yeah. Dr. Shriver's language, Includers which I love, what's so important about the inclusive mindsets and behavior framework is that many of the diversity, equity, and inclusion frameworks that that are out there, what they really tend to do is create fear and shame uh, among the includers. The includers are those who, um, in the case of Special Olympics, are without intellectual differences and are choosing to include those with Intellectual differences. So, so often, what we see is DEI initiatives, diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives, that create this fear and shame among the includers, and as a result, it ends up creating more division than it's intended to do. What Special Olympics has done by bringing together those with and without ID is we've created these incredible experiences where. You have because there are they are shared experiences. They are shared experiences where we give um, we give young people you know the opportunity to get to know each other and to you know play on a on a you know play on a, a soccer field a football field or a basketball court and get to know each other and really in the pursuit of the you know whatever the game or whatever the sporting event is um, and then really start to start to really think more about what they have in common than and very little about what they don't what they don't share. And so I think this is this is one of the most important things to understand about this framework is that we create not fear and division but we create, you know, acceptance and inclusion. And it goes well beyond tolerance of difference. Yeah. It, go, it, it goes on to acceptance and even embracing difference.
1: Yeah, awesome. Another uh, two quick examples before we, we move into our final sponsor break and in the final segment to wrap up this our, our, this episode, our will time together um, is um, one example from when I was uh, in my school years. I was bullied in schools. In, in, in school um, from peers not understanding me. And a few classmates um, uh, had stood up for me. Um, and then another example, if you kind of fast forward in, in my story um, to um, this podcast and this podcast platform on SpecialChronicles.com is that, uh, and I've heard from many listeners with disabilities from um, other listeners with in, in, intellectual disabilities to physical d- disabilities that Special Chronicles creates community for people with with and without disabilities to understand our strength and living experiences like I- I've heard from so many listeners that um, with the the disability that they are diagnosed with they feel alone but when they li- like listen to uh, this podcast, they, they'll, they'll, um, they they feel a sense of community. I think that relates to this framework that you talked about um, with Inclusive Mindsets. Oh, you, you muted. it.
0: Yeah. Your, your wonderful example of how, you know, your friends from Best Buddies, another advocacy group or, or youth group for those, um, with ID, is they stood up for you. They yeah. exercised courageous action, and they also, you know, um, had inclusive mindsets. I can guarantee you, because in their experiences with best buddies, they 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 created, you know, an understanding of those with ID, and and an understanding that, you know, they were um, that an understanding of. of the fact that you have to empathize as well as um, take the perspective of those with IDs to really understand their lived experiences. And I also can guarantee you that they, they believe in the value of universal dignity, that regardless of difference, all um, humanity um, should be valued for their contributions, regardless
1: of difference. Awesome. And to wrap up this segment, you had an appreciable plan, and you had shared an example with me. That I'm wondering if you could briefly share from your childhood of um, you um, interacting with a person who was blind, and 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 then also kind of related to you growing up with metal braces and how that relates to understanding all differences and um, whether it's someone who's blind, whether it's somebody. Um, um, with braces, whether it's somebody like myself and the 6 million athletes globally with intellectual d- disabilities. Can you kind of, kind of sh- briefly share with us, um, your example from your childhood? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you know, as a young person, I had a, a, had a physical disability, which I, I, you know, I, I continue to have as an adult, but as a, as a young person, um, I had, um, if you can think of the movie Forrest Gump and the braces that that he had as on as a child, and so I had those braces on for a couple of years and wasn't able to walk. And in those days, um, we didn't have um, services for um, for children with with disabilities, whether it was you know physical physical one like I had or my friend um, Gwen Sarfolian who was not sighted, um, or those. With um, intellectual differences, we really didn't have any services. So we used to not take the. There wasn't a bus, but so the school district put us in a cab to get us to and from school every day, um, because that that was just part of part of what they did. Uh, and um, and so Gwen and I got to know each other, and we would sit in the cab. And finally one day, she asked me. Um, she asked me, you know, if she could, um, if she could touch my face and if she could touch my legs where I had the braces, cause she wanted to understand my, my difference. She wanted to understand why I was in the, in the cab with her because she knew that I was sighted. So I said, okay, I was just like a little kid, you know, like eight, nine years old. I said, Sure. And so she felt all the different braces and screws and metal and you know the shoes and everything and um, and then she felt my face to kind of put that all together and and from there she had a lot of empathy for my my own difference and of course I had you know I learned you know during these these many car rides to and from school you know what it was like when I'd shut my eyes and she'd tell me what it was like to. To not be cited, and so that created you know my empathy for her difference and my it allowed me to develop the skill of perspective taking of what it would be like to be not sighted and, and and similarly um, for gwen so so when we were in school together you know fortunately um, you know fortunately i was in a in a situation where i didn't really experience um uh bullying um, because the school was so supportive of our differences and it was a smaller school with lots of involvement with the teachers and administrators um so we were we were you know some of the lucky ones
1: awesome awesome well we're gonna go and take one final break um it would be about i think about a uh, two or three minute break. Um, when we come back we'll, we will wrap up this episode with uh, with some final thoughts uh, uh, as we wrap up this episode Our guest is Dr. Jackie Jodo, uh, chief of Youth uh, Global Youth and Education at Special Olympics and we um, will be back to uh, wrap up this this conversation right here on specialchronicles.com. Support for Special Chronicles comes from Kamad. Special Chronicles is proud to partner with the ComEd Energy Force Ambassador Program. The Energy Force is the country's first energy efficiency education program designed for and taught by people with disabilities. ComEd is powering lives and where he is powering us here at Special Chronicles to keep the lights on and our technology is powered on. As ComEd powers the lives of us, they are literally giving a voice to people with special needs. We thank ComEd for the generous support of our mission at Special Chronicles. loan more at specialchronicles.com slash ComEd. That's specialchronicles.com slash ComEd. Support for Special Chronicles comes from United Airlines Bridge Disability Business Resource Group. Special Chronicles is proud to partner with United Airlines and the Bridge BLG. Bridge BLG is committed to being an ally for all employees and customers with disabilities. Bridge helps to create internal awareness to keep accessibility needs in mind and partner with key organizations to empower disability inclusion for employment and travel. Bridge, connecting people of all abilities. Book your travel today on United.com or on the Award winning United app. Learn more on United's commitment to to disability inclusion for employment and travel at specialchronicles.com slash united. That's specialchronicles.com slash united. Special Chronicles is hosted by Podbean Podcast Hosting, the easiest, most affordable option to get started in podcasting. At Special Chronicles, we proudly host our weekly podcast with Podbean and highly recommend you use Podbean Podcast Hosting to get started in podcasting today. Sign up for an unlimited hosting plan and get one month free now to get started in podcasting today today when you visit specialchronicles.com slash podbean. That's specialchronicles.com slash podbean. Our live streams are powered by StreamYard, the easiest way to create professional live streams. StreamYard is a live streaming studio in your browser. Interview guests, share your screen, and much more. Stream directly to Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and other platforms. Sign up for StreamYard today using our StreamYard referral link when you visit SpecialChronicles.com slash StreamYard. That's SpecialChronicles.com slash StreamYard. And um, we're back to um, um, conclude this episode. I guess it's Dr. Jackie Jodo, Chief of... Uh, uh, global Youth and Education at Special Olympics and Jackie. Before we get to the card action, but be, before we get to some final thoughts, um, you want to share with us some some so, social media plugs on how all listeners, if you're just listening to the audio podcast, we'll put links in in the show notes. But go check out the live stream, the the full video episode on our YouTube, Facebook, or LinkedIn um, links on SpecialQuanticles. dot com to watch the full video episode. But do you want to let us know on where people can learn more about? Um, Special Olympics Unified Champion Schools and the education work?
0: Yeah, so I encourage everyone, you can definitely go to my LinkedIn um, profile, which is um, Jacqueline slash Jodl. So it's it's LinkedIn.com forward slash I-N forward slash Jacqueline dash Jotl, Jodl, J-O-D-L, the spelling is the last thing, And you'll see that this brief um, is actually um, on my website, you can also just uh, just Google uh, Special Olympics uh, Youth and Education and you'll come up to our website and, and, and enter our website and which is part of the Special Olympics website and you'll see um, this brief will be featured, featured as well and you'll be able to learn more about Unified Champion Schools as well as our youth leadership work and then of course our Center for Inclusion in Abu Dhabi.
1: Awesome. And um, before we get to that final question, do you have any final thoughts on your overall time? This is your second time on this podcast, but do you have any final thoughts on your overall time here today on the Special Chronicles show?
0: Absolutely. I just, I think that, um, I think that the, the final, you know, the final thought is that the whole reason for us to do this at Special Olympics is the next, step which we're going to be doing during the next two years, and that is applying the framework to all of our curriculum, all of our programming across the world. So we can be very intentional about teaching inclusive mindsets and behaviors. Um, because we know we have the experiences um, as part of Special Olympics programming, but we're going to be a little bit more thoughtful about providing the knowledge and the skills for all of our um, all of our athletes and all of our other um, other all of our other volunteers within the Special Olympics movement. Awesome. And then, yeah, go ahead, go oh, ahead. Daniel. I was just
1: going to say, so so it seems like, and, and, and just, and I guess what I've gained as the host of of uh, uh, of, uh, of this of, of this podcast from, from talking with you today, and that I, I'm I, I'm sure our listeners will as well, is that when we talk about inclusive mindsets. Um, and that our listeners will in uh, everyone in our movement will know that it, um, we're not just talking about our uh, ed- education work, even though you are lead in the Absolutely. education work, but also like as like, I, I don't know if if our listeners can, our uh, viewers can see I'm, I'm wearing an athlete leadership um, polo. And so like, yeah, it, it goes um, beyond the, education.
0: Go across the special
1: Olympics footprint.
0: Absolutely. And, and we hope that other organizations that are committed to inclusion, whether it would be any organization to support youth development, whether it's associated with intellectual differences or not, all youth, youth um, development organizations embrace this framework as a way to teach young people about how to include and how to de- develop mindsets that just automatically default to inclusion, not exclusion.
1: Awesome, awesome, and so um, to introduce this final question that we all kind of tweak in to kind of um, conclude with a call to action that we want to let all of you listeners of to kind of um, not just take in uh, the 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 this educational um, inclusive mindsets um, um, information that Jackie has shared. With all of you listeners But we we, we really want to leave you with a call to action To go out into your community Go out into your schools and your workplaces To um, kind of build upon this inclusive mindset So to introduce our final question Let's go ahead and roll that bumper
0: We're not just athletes
1: We are the ambassadors of an uprising Peaceful protesters In a rebellion against anyone Who has a fear of difference Difference Difference
0: our demands are
1: equality, equality, equality,
0: dignity, 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 and the recognition of our, our shared humanity. We will not stop or accept anything less. Today, our world is more, more divided world. than ever,
1: and coming together has never been more urgent. The
0: revolution is inclusion. Find out more at
1: jointherevolution.org. So, Jackie, as this kind of final question came about, came. About that, I've I've been concluding all of these podcasts episodes with for the past five years is I started asking this question about defining inclusion, um, since I attended the 2019 World Games in Abu Dhabi, which it's kind of this it makes this this episode kind of come full circle because that's kind of how we kickstarted this um at, at at the top of the um at the top of the hour um but um to, to kind of introduce this call to action. Um, that we want to leave our listeners with um, is that I'm sure many of our listeners have inclusive, inclusive mindsets. I know in even some of our very early listeners, they might not have had an inclusive mindset, but their perspective changed by listening to this podcast. And so I'm sure I'll, as we start to use this language of inclusive mindsets and, and, and defining it and linking it to inclusive behaviors and we've, yeah, and really encouraging our that, that this universal di- dignity and human relationships meaning for us, for our listeners to really walk the talk that people are wired to learn. So, the question of the day and the question that we're gonna leave our listeners with, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you kind of share our call to action. But the question of the day is: Do you uh, is do you have an inclusive mindset? And you you kind of want to share with our listeners this call to action.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I challenge all of us listening here today to reflect on oneself and ask, you know, do I have an inclusive mindset? Do I believe in the universal dignity of all? Am I able to empathize with those who have differences from myself? Am I able to take the perspective of those who have differences for myself? And finally, am I able to take those two things, universal dignity and empathy and perspective taking, and am, am I able to stand up and demonstrate courageous action um, for those who are being mar- marginalized? I suspect most of our listeners can say yes, and this podcast is one of, one of the important tools that we have out there to help build mindsets build an understanding of, of what's in, involved in a mindset to give us the tools to demonstrate that, that courageous action. So the final, the final twist of that question is what about those in your, in your immediate circle that probably need a little bit of help thinking about their mindsets and how they could be um, developing a more inclusive mindset? So I challenge you to go out there and, and, and be an inclusive mindset teacher. Um, and understanding, taking these three pillars and, and bringing it to others, you know, who have, uh, who are in our, in, in our world, in our lived experiences, so we can start to spread and scale inclusive mindsets.
1: Awesome. Well, that's a perfect way to wrap up this episode. And uh, I want to remind all, all listeners, um, com for the uh, show notes for this episode, 521, and to follow Special Chronicles on um, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Remember to follow um, to, to hit that follow button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you uh, listen to your favorite podcasts. And we'll be back next week um, and every Monday, 6 p.m. Central Time, for a new episode of the Special Chronicles show. Um, thank you, Jackie, for um, coming on the Special Chronicles show.
0: Thank you, Daniel. I was honored. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Embrace an inclusive mindset.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Special Chronicles podcast. Our podcast was produced by Daniel Smukowski on the Special Chronicles Network. Follow Special Chronicles on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Subscribe, wait, and review. Special Chronicles, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Our website, specialchronicles.com, where you can stream our archives of over 500 episodes for absolutely for free. Also, there's a list of our favorites, original series, award-winning columns, and blogs. And sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive bonus content delivered to your inbox. Again, specialchronicles.com. Special Chronicles is hosted by Podbean Podcast Hosting. Our live streams are powered by StreamYard. Thanks as always to our business manager, Adam Smukowski, who always in- encourages us to never give up. I'm Daniel Smukowski, back next week with more stories. Special Chronicles. Giving
0: respect and a voice to people with special needs.